on the after party why you should be responsible when recommending tv shows to your dm because one wild wild country recommendation later and we find ourselves in a culty culty compound all right eric have you heard of the show called nailed it it's like chops but funnier <laughs> yes nailed it is good can we play that instead no okay <laughs> we did kind of play nailed it earlier. How about you already the, played chop how about the very placid great interior design challenge where a bunch of amateur British designers redesign people's living rooms and everyone's pretty happy with the result. That sounds that? delightful. Interesting. Yeah. We'll run that as a one shot. <laughs> sounds great. You got to roll for uh, for your paint drying evenly. <laughs> but actually Pokemon. But actually. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. We're going to play, play Pokemon. Pokemon. I just want to play Pokemon. I'll get... Okay. Look at my eyes, Eric. That's not me as a DM. You can just play Pokemon. <laughs> play Pokemon. That's, I can't, don't control your entire life. You can just go get a Game Boy and play Pokemon. Uh, Wild Wild Country, I assume, was an influence on the Noto homestead. <laughs> Less of a question, more of a statement. I I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I I like the idea of everyone dressing the same. Look, Johnny has no problem coming in as a guru to like help spiritually guide some people. I don't think like you know. In fact, I think he he'll relish it. I, I guess my only concern is exactly what the contract entails since we weren't clear about it. So my only thing is I just want to make sure that uh, Johnny is still having a good time and nothing bad happens. So like oh, yeah. this this contract was Noda Odo will help us. Right. If I just say Papaya and spend two weeks with them, guide them to learn the Undying Light. Technically, the argument can be made that they have held their part of the bargain by saving us from that place, I guess. The mud melting around us, about to suffocate us. Now, right. we didn't yep. make this deal, so... <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. Yeah, this no. is this is just for Johnny to deal with, and Eric and I have like talked about it, and I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen, and more on that a later episode, I guess. Can we talk about the elephant in the room? The yeah. Alonzo of the room? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Alonzo? Oh, I thought you meant my engagement, but uh, go ahead. I thought you meant that my she, That she blew off with a smoke bomb. You asked me to smoke bomb us out of there. Oh, no, I did. But let's talk about Alonzo. <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm surprised because the relationship that you three have with Alonzo has always been complicated and tenuous at times. But like, I can't believe you charmed him. We weren't having it. This was like the end of the line. The kid wouldn't talk to us like at all without sending his mud people to like threaten people who just like him were just saved and were just stuck in the same situation and then he wouldn't talk to us How and then let you do that to chad right <laughs> like why would you do that to chad this isn't a philosophical disagreement anymore like especially in that moment you know i and i think all of us really felt that kind of acute danger of like he is controlling the force that has you know oppressed and put our lives in danger for the last week he is clearly feeling highly charged about what's happening to him. He doesn't have any memory. He doesn't know why he's here. He doesn't know what's transpired. He doesn't know, you know, who he's loyal to and not. And so 
I would love to just like hang out with Alonzo one day in a safe room and, and like or outside and talk about our differences and do have a heart to heart. But we needed to secure our safety first and foremost and his included. I think it's totally fair for Alonzo to be like angsty and upset and stubborn. And I think that's totally fine with his age. You know, Johnny is is a much, much infinitely older gentleman with a different perspective and view on the world. Tracy is also semi timeless in terms of age and experience. Inara certainly way more mature than her age would suggest. And so I get that. However, I would also say that what bothered me about Alonzo's argument that like, well, how can I trust you? You do this, this, and that is like, there's a clear delineation. There's a line where all of his examples were before Johnny literally died for him or died in a battle where he was alongside Alonzo. And all of the examples Alonzo- no, It gave, was for Alonzo. Like the whole yeah. purpose of that mission was to get rid of the bonefish to help the city- which was ultimately Alonzo's charge, helping which was Alonzo. Alonzo's, yeah, in order to rectify the political entanglements. And, and that was all for Alonzo and the speaker. And, you know, if Alonzo isn't going to, like, get that all of his examples were from before that time, and I'm saying we became equals or I should have become an equal in your eyes when I literally died for you. If he can't get that, I have no – Johnny has no issue and then Michael as a player has no issue, like, being done with him. I think I said this, and I, I believe my companions are, agree, I'm done chasing after him. The fact that, like, I literally, as soon as he showed up, Tracy literally went to his side to, like, protect him, and he won't even give an inch to, like, Yeah, that was something talk. I was going to say in the moment, is, like, we have extended so many hands of friendship, and we give him the benefit of the doubt, and even though it might come off again, like, snarky and, and whatever, when we actually talk to him, we went to this city again, completely dropped everything we were doing and came here to rescue him and suffered through this like stupid adventure, put our life at risk multiple times, you know, to do this. And so to me, like I completely empathize with him as a person, Amanda, but in character, it feels like we are trying again and again to kind of reset and level up the relationship between our characters and Alonzo. And he continues to treat us like dead weight instead of like partners and teammates. And I hope that we can talk about that and change that because I think our values ultimately are aligned and all of us want to help improve the situation in Concentra. To clarify, we didn't think the adventure was stupid. It was just that our characters were like, we don't want to be a part of this. We were here to save Alonzo. That's what I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, I I got you. I think it's interesting that this path we've gone down of like we were initially, it was just a job because for funsies. And now we're down to not to not be in jail. Well, yeah, to not be in jail, but also like the thrill of adventure. Like I think we all had that. Oh, for sure. So there was that time before the last arc started, before this arc started, where we could have had an out. We were like, had a break. We could have quit if we didn't want to do this anymore. But I think it's grown into something more. And the fact that Alonzo can't see that is frustrating for our characters. Yes, we're getting paid. Yes, it's a job. Yes, blah, 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 blah. But And I think ultimately, like, our three characters have things we want to do and people we want to be and grow. And if we can do that while, you know, working with Alonzo and protecting him, great. But if that's not something he wants and he shows that by not even being willing to talk to us unless under a charm spell, it doesn't have to be done in the name of like alongside the name of protecting Alonzo. It could just be done. And I also just want to clarify real fast that this is all super fun and interesting, but we're only saying this because we love Eric and you made a very rich tapestry and we are not mad at you in any way. Oh, no. I hear this only as Alonzo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to say two things on behalf of Alonzo in this character. I'm going to say these two things. One. 
Alonzo knew the least about what was going on out of everybody. And I also want to point out, because I had some stuff planned, the fact that all three of you defended, automatically defended him and stood by him. Like, there is a reason why he sent the mud people to stand by all the contestants and not you three. Just point. Sure. So that's one. That's one. I mean, the second I, is I, I believe that he believes that we wouldn't kill him. Right. No. Well, I'm saying that like the, those. That's one and two. One. I think he trusts you enough that he didn't send the mud people to protect him in whatever state he was in. And two, he knew the least about what was going on, and just woke up. Sure. sure. I would also say that we have had examples of when Alonzo does not like it when Johnny talks down to him and yells at him in his face. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So there you go. Yeah. I think this is every kid's relationship with their parents. <laughs> like, this is the same fight I've had with my parents. It's the same fight I'm sure some, most of y'all have had with your parents. Your dad or your mom or whomever is telling you to do a thing because it's the smart thing to do. But you can't just yell, this is the right thing to do at someone and actually have them understand it. You know what I think about the most when I think about Johnny and his, like, issues with Alonzo? I think about a less patient general Eero from... Avatar: The Last Airbender, with his nephew. Yeah, um, with uh, um, Zuko. With yeah, with Iro yeah. is like the patient, joking all the time, but like is really trying to make Zuko understand that he's going down the wrong path, and he can yeah. say it all the times. He'll be thrown in jail all the times, and and Zuko does whatever he wants, but he's gonna keep saying the same thing until finally Zuko understands. And I, I mean, I that's at least how I've been thinking about uh, Johnny's uh, relationship with Alonzo. It's really sort of a capital T tragedy to me. It really does. I think Brandon re- remind me of you know some of my teenage squabbles, you know, with with my parents, where it felt like the stakes of my actions and decisions were so much higher than they could understand. And like, but you guys don't understand that like I am making this choice, like I'm struggling with stuff, and like I'm doing things. And the fact is, my parents had been through that and more, and had their own reasons for doing things, but didn't necessarily communicate them to me. And I didn't necessarily have the skills to communicate the stakes of my struggles back to them. And so it was a situation where, you know, everyone felt kind of misunderstood or or not trusted. And that's why, like, at the end of last episode, Eric usually asks us, like, after we play what we want to do next time, if we have any requests. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, I want to just talk to Alonzo for like three hours about his motivation, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and that is really what I want to do. Like, we have a lot more in common than than not. But in the moment, especially with the stakes being that high and the fact that he knew so little about it made it really dangerous because we we couldn't predict how he would react. And he didn't know some of the stuff that we knew. So, you know, this is not the the way that I prefer to handle conflict or um, oh, sure. resolve things. But, you know, and our didn't disagree with Johnny enough to stop him. And I asked the group, is it OK that I'm doing this? And we said, I, yeah, because yeah, there's totally. just I. I uh, I think we're all feeling this because we role played this so hard, and I think it's great, and I think it's amazing that we were able to step into these characters. I think it's also interesting that we're sort of—I don't want to speak for your two characters, but at least Tracy's at a certain place now where I think there's a belief where you need to let people make their own mistakes, and if they're not willing to meet you where you are in your path, like in your life at your point, at what point do you say, "I have to wring my hands hands of you"? Like, you have to be able to make your own mistakes, and I can't be in the backlash of your mistakes right now. Hopefully we can meet in the middle at some point, but I think Tracy is now in this decision point of, like, we've done literally all we can for you, Alonzo. Do I still want this job? Is it worth it for me? My best friend died at one point. I've learned a a shit ton. 
is the gold still worth it? Apparently, we're not friends, according to Alonzo. You guys are butts to Alonzo, though. I will continue to push back about the fact that we are being butts to him because I think action of our characters and what our characters say mean more than the words on mic but out of character about Alonzo. And I think in action and on mic in character stuff, we've done nothing but like try our best to try to save him. We were finding ways to break this game to try to find him. We dropped everything as soon as we saw that arrow. Uh, Johnny died. We dropped everything as soon as we found out that he had left and disappeared. Like the, these aren't. But he, the also, but he also doesn't know this info, which he is interesting. Right. Yeah. And that's totally fine. That's why but it's kind of a tragedy. It, like, that's why, totally. it, that's yeah. why it just super sucks, I think. I know Inara just generally has a different view and relationship when it comes to Alonzo. I feel like, Amanda, of the three of us, you see the most redeemable qualities or something. You, yeah, you see mm-hmm. the most redeemable qualities and the most uh, connectedness. To Alonzo, then definitely I, Michael, and Johnny, and mm-hmm. Brandon, and Tracy has. And that's not to throw shade at you, obviously. It's yeah, just no. that's. I mean, I, I, I do, and I, I want really badly to be able to reset that relationship or reconnect or improve our communication. And just as a person, Alonzo as a character is familiar to me in a lot of ways and a lot of different contexts. And like the idea of giving up on a person like that is like deeply upsetting. Like to me, giving up on Alonzo is not an option as a person and probably also as a, as a character. I think it's lovely by the way. I, I, I don't, I want to make sure as, as human Brandon yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I agree and I hear you and I, it's lovely. I I mean, but, but also like Inara is, is like a pet who imprints on their owner. Like whether it was leaving home too soon and needing a new family to fall into like autumn is right. Like I shouldn't be traveling with a group of people and I shouldn't be defending Alonzo over seeking out potential missions from the guild that I want to join, but I, I am. And so I think when Inara kind of had that moment of thinking about her origins and why she left home and why she found herself here, like there are the things that Inara would be excited to accomplish and the things that Alonzo wants to do. There's a lot of overlap there. And so when people say that we hate Alonzo, it's not true and it makes me sad almost because yeah. I wish that weren't the way that um, that it's gone. But, I, you know, I'm not giving up on him and, and I don't think this is the end. I think also, like, I, I just kind of was really role playing in the moment and, and not making a conscious choice. But I'd rather pursue Alonzo than marry Hannah Brinks. <laughs> you know, like, like that's. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Hard, like there's, it's the chase. There's yeah. lots. I know. Right. There's there's lots of reasons <laughs> for Anara to act as she did. Not the least of which is that it's a lot easier to crush on somebody from afar than actually to turn, take their hand and say, yes, you're my partner. Let's do this. Now, is there a spinoff podcast where it's just the domesticity of you two? Most certainly. (laughs) But in this moment, I don't think Inara wants a public proposal. I don't think she wants to say yes without thinking in front of a bunch of people she doesn't know, much less when she is tired and muddy or not muddy. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, (laughs) digitizing. Lots of stuff there. But one of the major ones is that stuff is unresolved with Alonzo and rather than, you know, potentially see him run out to Fidopolis, get lost, get hurt, be on his own, Inara tried to kind of contrive the the most comfortable possible setting for him to calm down and gather himself and hopefully we can meet in the morning and um, hash it out and figure out what's next. 
And I think that, like, we're talking with some level of finality, but that's just not true. I know, like, in my head, Johnny has to spend some time with the Noto Odo Wild Wild Country people. Okay, so, it's not... I just want to say this is not Wild Wild Country. <laughs> okay. It's, they just are wearing all the same color. It's more sure. like an artist collective oh, than okay. anything else. But I'm it's totally like a high power... But, like, imagine, like, it's a high-powered artist collective. How big are these flowers? They're nice. Are they, like, like oversized? Like hibiscuses? Or can I put one in my hair or something? You, you know? can. I mean, you have the, hair? The, Hold on. No, wait, no wait, wait. me, Brandon. Oh. <laughs> also true, though. <laughs> the greenhouse itself just has a lot of stuff in it. It was what I was saying. It's a very large greenhouse. Agriculture, decorative flowers. What Hydroponics in the cool way, not the bad way. <laughs> that dank kush. Oh, that's not Uh-oh. what I meant. I meant, like, tomatoes, you know? Oh, yeah. There is both. Like, that one ride at Disney that's just about agriculture. That is, like, literally, I love that ride. Literally my favorite ride at Disney. I love it so much. Um, there is oh, all the time. And the presidents. There is both vegetation and produce as well as flowers. Nice. My thought for Tartopolis, and I, we talk about like the politics of all of our cities a lot. My thought for Tartopolis is like this is a functioning city, but there has been a lot of political upheaval and life still goes on regardless of who the representative is. Yep. Five elections in one year is not good, but that doesn't mean that there aren't bars. That doesn't mean that there's not like an artist collective that is like doing their own thing and like has a greenhouse. It shows though that like you need to like give the people what they want still, which is like kind of what I was talking about with the Coliseum. You still got to give people their bread and circus, but yet they still have lives. I thought that's really poignant though, because we this whole time have been feeling so monitored and on stage subjected to that in a way that we didn't choose. And so not to see the public as this like antagonistic other, but to actually see people, you know, putting their kids to sleep, you know, is a, is just a really good way to recognize that it's not like the public doing this to us. It's like individual people, actors, forces trying to like manipulate this idea of the public when actually it's, you know, people living their lives trying to do better for their kids than, than was done for them. Yeah. Which is why they do what they do in reality shows, which yeah. is seclude people. Exactly, because yeah. you want them to go... Lose context. Lo- yeah. I also really wanted to establish like this idea of mass media because fantasy novels implicate large swaths of people because there's always like direct interaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this beggar and this rich person are having a scrap on the street and then the constable comes and like arrests the poor person and that's that. But like there that's not how society works. Like there are levels of remove. They can still be complicit, but like not actively terrible. Yeah. It's like the fact that these people are like are looking at this and like, hey, that's entertainment. That's bad. But like they weren't there being like, murder everybody, murder everybody. That was just Aww, me. why not? Because I mean, my, sort of because my world is infinitely more complex. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the question. Though, is they, I mean, they sort of were. Who are the people in the Coliseum, though, or the audience? Like, who are those folks? We don't know yet exactly. Are they the normal citizens? I don't know. Were they mud people? Were they, yeah. they two-dimensional? We, we we've talked about the Matrix. Not mud people. Not were they two-dimensional cardboard cutouts? I don't know. I mean, who are the... Just because people like watching violent things, does it make them bad? Violent or people. does it? No, like, I think that's people it. Violent who video games don't yeah. cause uh, violence. Or people who watch football games, or, to I be mean, honest. Or, or, or people, wrestling or whatever. Or UFC, yeah. Or like a, a person who, you know, for the first time in a year and a half gets offered a ticket to free entertainment and... You know, they have sick kids at home and bills to pay and and like they for an hour can forget about their life, you know, to the person in the Coliseum, they look out and say like, wow, people are monsters. Wow, that's what they're choosing to do with their time. But 
you don't understand the context of a person's choices all yeah. the time. Also, objectively, the events that happened in the Coliseum weren't that bad. The first one was we were right. playing against that mud creatures. It's right. like the idea being like, oh, if we were hit, it was mud, so we'd, yeah. we'd survive. They the second one we was were, like, a highly paid professionals yeah. who like doing this, and there's no like you don't know. They you know? didn't know that Cruz they didn't died. know Cruz died. It just and whatever happened to that uh, centaur that got sent to a different dimension. Uh, yeah, we model. haven't talked about that. That was actually pretty bad. That was the only one that that, that would be a problem. <laughs> but then that's why like the only reason in the zoo cube came and that bad time happened was because everything like the seams broke like that wouldn't have happened in the regular game had things progressed normally but even then it's like monster versus person right so like it's okay. still it's okay and like it would have been a lot more controlled than yeah it might have been more of like a really a hell in a cell sort of wrestling match yeah it's yes, more yes. like a pit fight which is not it's not not dangerous it's just like it that's like violent entertainment we have a bunch of after-party questions. Remember, you can hit us up on the Discord. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and our email at hello at jointhepartypod.com to ask us questions that we will read and answer during the after-party. Question from Katie for Brandon. When you're talking as Tracy, do you find yourself thinking about how it will sound after the vocal effects? Do you ever lean into that voice, like mimic it? So explain to the people how you speak during the game. Oh, Okay. If you guys don't want to hear the the shit the shitty Brandon voice that it turns into Tracy, <laughs> turn your headphones. Skip ahead 15 seconds now. Here's the unaffected bad Brandon voice. Tracy feels great. That's what I do. It's very sweet. When I was actually making it for the first time, I just made the voice and that's the normal voice. And then I was like, how do I robot this up? So the voice was there before the affect. So right. just, I just play the voice and that's yeah. how I play it. We have a question to the email from Ramon. Thank you, Ramon. And remember, y'all, you can email us hello at jointhepartypod.com, all your questions. So Ramon asks, for DM Eric, based on Alonzo's constellation and the five different champion items, I sense an overarching story. Do you already have the end game in mind? If so, how far did you come up with it? And also, I want to add, what is it? And can I have it now? And also, what is the what is the answer? Just like turn the newspaper upside down. Like, what is the answer to the answer key? Yeah, Thank I you. want that too. All right, That's let all. me just scroll Ramon through. Ramon is asking, not me. So I, yeah, yeah. Hmm. let me scroll through my notes. Okay, so uh, it turns out that Greg is actually the terrible person all along, and he's trying to kill all no! of you slowly. Oh, well, Greg is just that. in love. Yeah, no, so... This, this game has always just been revenge for me chopping his leg in half. Okay, yes, I did start by knowing what the overarching story was going to be. I actually pulled this from uh, advice that Griffin McElroy of the Adventure Zone said. Make sure that you have one overarching story, and you know what the beginning and the end looks like, and then you can fill in every arc accordingly. So it's like I made the structure of the five cities plus the capital city. And I knew that they were probably going to go to each city uh, and do something there. Yeah, I had the constellation from the jump and I came up with the champion items a little bit later. But I knew that from the first time that we started playing uh, d and I'm really looking forward to the city we go to where it's just a, an enjoyable romp through a pleasant city. Yeah, it's just like a really pastoral yeah, vision where right. just there's some sheep, there's a nice like village pub. There's no fights. We, we can, can just hang out. Maybe maybe get some radishes from the ground. And like play chess, maybe? Play chess? Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, that's in Fropolis. It's underground and you just kind of like hang out and chill. Great. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. You guys, that's you haven't been there yet. No, it's the name would be... Funtopolis, the city of fun. That's uh, Duvin Boosters, actually. Ah, right. it's the secret under the secret city. 
Another question here from Katie, who says some very sweet things about us that we very much appreciate and asks, what's your favorite story arc so far? Mine is definitely Pool Party, she says. And also, what is your favorite role-playing video game? Eric, walk us through the arcs again. So the arc so far, the first one is Wedding Party. The second one is Political Party. The third one is Pool Party. And the fourth one is Bachelorette Party. I'll start. I like Bachelorette Party the most. I put a lot of thought into this, and I really wanted to pull in all of these reality competitions, which I talked about earlier in Bachelorette Party, and I feel like it's the most cohesive and the wildest out of all of the ones that I've done so far. I really like Wedding Party. My, like, eyes got round as saucers when I realized that it was two men getting married, and I don't know, like, it was, that's my first game of D&D, you know, that I ever played, and learning just how to like get my feet under me meeting some of these characters that we still interact with both royal families and speaker everybody like that it was great and that was also you know us figuring out the show and it was just it was a nice period of time and it just feels like every single bit of this adventure kicked off then like if you rewatch the movie you'd be like oh no there it is oh the first star going out oh my god Greg Alonso ah! and uh I liked it so I have a couple answers one I think the most inventive has definitely been bachelorette party and I think like from a pure like D&D DM perspective, like very cool. Good job making that not only making a thing into a D&D module, which is hard and cool to do, but also then like being able to break it and being able to go into really interesting places. That was awesome. I think, though, without giving any spoilers, I'm hopeful that we're a little ahead of the listening audience. I think the arc that is upcoming, I think, is going to be my favorite. Because of the mechanics that I think are going to be happening, and I think a lot of story stuff is going to be answered, and a lot um, more story questions are going to be put forth. But I also do share that nostalgia of like the first arc was like sort of a, a, a simple yeah. time for our characters as well. <laughs> oh man, remember really some was. of the NPCs like the Maximilian Kiko? Right. What happened to that guy? The mm. the chef in the kitchen who you knocked out? Blackbread. Oh yeah, Blackbread. Yeah, yeah. Charlene. Charlene. I liked her. She was Huey, Dewey, and Louie will hopefully make a return. I want them to. <laughs> Mine would be Pool Party. I really liked uh, finding the bone whale and dying. That was a cool thing. And it was something that you know I knew was on the horizon for Johnny. And Pool Party is also when he started getting real into the like the journey of figuring out what his belief uh, system is going to like pan out for this chapter of his life. And it kind of sets in motion things that hopefully you know continue as we continue on without spoiling spoilers i also think the zuby little mini arc little mini story thing is like definitely one of my favorite fleshing out of a character that we've done so far i guess yeah that's a favorite role-playing moment i think was out of nowhere being able to and then having to talk to zuby yeah and then for me being able to compose to that moment was like oh it's one of my most favorite things to do toit do you anyone have video games really quickly i'll say quickly um skyrim I sunk too many hours into that. It's Pokemon and RPG. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Hell Definitely yeah. Pokemon. Definitely Pokemon, Pokemon. I like red and blue originals. I like yellow for like a novelty aspect. Oh no, of what have it. I done? And I like black and white. Uh, the new Zelda is probably full RPG. You could say right now. That's a good answer. I'm disappointed that I don't have a better answer than that. But the a Breath of the Wild would be my current. No, that's really uh, good. That's like reinventing the open world game. Seamus wrote in and asked, "Would you rather have the ability to conjure up real things at will, 
or to create fantastical, powerful illusions? This question apparently caused quite a controversy in their D&D group. This is a really good question. Yeah. All right, let's game this out. <laughs> oh, what everyone loves. Listen, okay, Cost there's illusions, analysis. but then there's real stuff. And I could be rich and also have all the stuff I wanted does money, immediately. Does money count as a stuff? Sure, why not? I don't know. Do you need money when you can create illusions? This is the other question. Yeah, you can't eat illusions. You can't sleep on an illusion. But yeah. you can make someone think that you gave them money. Yeah, but that's just another step to getting a thing that you could otherwise make. That is true. This is a fun game. <laughs> I go, like this game. I'd go with fantastical, powerful illusions. I think if you, regardless of whether or not it's tangible or not, like you want to do the bigger thing. And that's what I would do. I've made it clear. I just want to not like worry about sweating. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or I just want like ease of <laughs> you want, use. You want to be a garbage person, but be able to walk around in the world. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, real things. I mean, I'm not going to go hog wild and give me all the million dollars, but yeah, I don't know. Just be more comfortable. I think I got to go real, right? Cause like, okay. So if you go real, you can live a normal life. I think there's a difference. If you go real, you're like a practical down to earth person who just yeah. wants to like live their life, but live it to the best of your ability, the best of your like yeah. financial situation, blah, blah, blah. But like your illusion could come crashing down at any point. Or right. Your lie could be discovered. But I think illusions, exactly. I think illusions, you can put yourself more forward in the world. You can be more powerful. You could do more things. So do you want like political power or like, you know, whatever power, or do you want just to live your comfortable life? The, the question is... I love this game. <laughs> the illusion could mean I have I have an illusory... illusory I, have a, I have a top hat. I could give myself a top hat that's made by an illusion, Fish or wins. I just don't have a top hat because... Or I just make a top hat, excuse me. Either way, I get a top hat. So I'm good with either option because there's a top hat involved. Because I need a top hat, apparently. You know, I guess it depends how much active management these illusions take. Because if I could have an illusion to, like, have makeup on and my hair done and some stylish outfit, but in actuality, I'm wearing pajamas around all day long. If that's true, then well, it's a pretty compelling argument. It's a compelling argument. Then top hat. <laughs> this one is from Squared. And Squared asks... Why do you end the podcast with you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here? Squared, thank you for listening through the credits. We really appreciate that. We do. And the reason is, is because I love the song Closing Time by Semisonic, and I thought it was a fun thing to say. On to the next one, I guess. I'm very excited to see what happens next, and the next arc is going to be a buck wild. I think we're going to have one more episode of Bachelorette Party, and this is going to be similar to the one we did in between after Pool Party. It's like we're gonna we have some stuff to resolve. We're gonna level up. Can we have a little hint? Can we have a little hint? About just a hint, please. Just a hint, please. please I sir. Th this a is a the next arc is going to be a reinvention of a classic D D structure. Ooh. Tavern party. Yeah, you walk down the walk down the road, enter the first tavern. Do you set it on fire or you get into a fight with people? Set it on fire. Set it on, on fire. Bucket Obviously. of wine or buckets of wine. <laughs> Well, we got to get the buckets of wine out first, then we set it on fire. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have questions for our after party or hot takes on the stuff that we've discussed today, please let us know. We're at Join the Party Pod on all the places. And as always, the most helpful thing you can do if you enjoy the show is to share us with a friend. 
find somebody who you know would like the show, would like the characters, would have opinions that you'd want to debate and show them how to download podcasts. Send them to jointhepartypod.com slash recap, which is where you can see a quick kind of trailer about the podcast, all of our character intros and links to all of the episode arcs. And we did a really nice summary of the first two arcs if you want to just hop in. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Undying Light be with you. Thank <laughs> you.